0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host Jordan Earth, and with me, as always, we... wait, where's Jr. You guys? Jr. is not here. Has anybody? No text messages. Check under your your drinks, Jr. Check under your... <laughs> You just lift lift up your glass. Is he under your glass? Jr. <laughs> oh, this is JR. Hello. No Jr. This week. No, well, so he's not Uh-oh. with you as
1: always, I guess.
0: This is uh, <clears throat> this is gonna get dangerous. Parents are gone. Kids are left at home. What's gonna happen? Giddy up! All right. Well, in Jr.'s place, we got our guy in the chair, getting in front of the mic. Vinny McBroom. How you doing, buddy? Yo, yo. What up? What up?
1: Uh, doing well, man. Doing well. Seahawks win this week. So let's go let's go let's keep it dub. rolling
0: big <clears throat> dub and the rams lost oh is, that's right that's even better that's that's oh, crazy good. tampa like, i'm about to be fuck? 4-0 in my fantasy league by the way dude that's crazy So my team is shit so <laughs> you're fucking killing it good and this job, is like the man.
2: this is the year that i like literally stopped asking you for advice you notice how like i've have, there's been no questions for me this no. year No. yeah and now i'm it's about like, to be 4-0 mm. you finally i think got i'm thinking, i think i'm on to something flying here.
0: Dude, good for you. Yeah, you have Antonio Brown in your starting lineup still, or no, bro? I can. <laughs> I, I I got. So
2: I I traded Antonio Brown for Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, you, dude, that's huge. I know, dude. Great move. move. I convinced <laughs> someone <laughs> to trade me <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders for a fucking scrub. Like right before it got really really bad, I was like, okay, I gotta get rid of this guy.
0: I <laughs> gotta dish this. Yeah, this trash. yeah. I feel like I just like handed out.
2: off like a ticking time bomb. Like. Ooh.
0: Thanks, dude bro. that was you, that's the again. smoothest dude what
2: sucks that is that i did it to bloody. my fiance's dad so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Ugh,
2: no we yeah. were we like, were watching football do that
1: too. dude i was dude. watching
2: football with him last night cold, too and people were talking political. about ab like oh my god he's so trash and he was like silent in the circle and i was just chiming in like yeah, guys, well, like, he might come back, like, eventually sometime. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> he's not that bad. Like, I was just trying to, like, sick face because I traded him for Emmanuel Sanders, dude. And Alicia's uh, dad was just like,
0: staring at you. Yeah, he's, like, death staring at me. And I'm just like,
2: well, he might come back again. You know. never know.
0: Dude, yeah. that's hilarious. I woke up this morning to a group text from my leagues, and it was a link that says, Antonio Brown signs with uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And I was like, what? And I clicked on the link, and it was just a big, naked black dude with a huge dick. So <laughs> I uh, hooked, yep. line and sinker fell for that one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just, Sounds about right. God, I'm, I hang out with very mature people, you can yep. tell. Uh, and then, obviously, we're already talking with Zach Barlow, third on the mic. What up? What, up, doing, what buddy?
2: up? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm very good. I mean, just got back from Arizona. Had a long, long little week of a kind of vacation, kind of taking care of uh sammy's mom she had surgery everything went well everything's good there good nice. um, good good. good so basically just drank a lot of wet claws by the pool yeah, nice man so,
2: you deserved yeah. that bro you needed that bro i good did job, man
0: i had to unwind you know hell yeah it was, it was great it hell was great. yeah except except uh two three and a half hour flights with a dog and a dog as vocal as marcy is probably worse than a toddler like it was it was fucking hell
2: so, you know what sucks like worse than that, not being you guys, but being somebody else on that flight. That's <laughs> right? just like fuck these
0: guys that have to travel with See, this dog. We got in this seats airplane. in the far back just because we knew, and we were surrounded by fucking babies, which is like, God damn it. But also, like I, I was worried about that and stressed about that. But I look around, everybody has headphones in and the freaking engine so loud. You can't really hear the dog, but I still like you know I feel the stress of the whole situation and the social anxiety. So I'm always like, shut, shut the fuck up, (laughs) take a snack, (laughs) quiet down, don't freak out. And it's yeah, it's just it was miserable. So vacation was fun. Feels good to be home. Feels good to be back and ready to get back on the mic. Um, Yeah, man. So so this week we are uh, we're talking. The Killing Joke, and, and the reason we're talking The Killing Joke is the Joker movie comes to theaters next next weekend, and um, or this coming weekend, I should say. And um, there's a lot of hype about it. A lot of different, uh, a lot of questions that I have. I'm sure you guys have some too. Because well, one thing Todd Phillips, the director and writer, said that is it's not from any comic book story arc.
2: I don't believe that.
0: So I, I I don't buy, don't buy it. it either.
2: I, there's no way this dude wrote a, a brand new Joker arc. Like I I feel like he, what's what's more probably closer to the truth is that he's pulling from a couple different arcs and then he might throw in like sprinkle in some changes of his own to like make it a new and different but i feel like it's going to be a big pull from the killing joke like I, I if it's not i'll be surprised like it's probably not going to be word for word the killing joke but my my f- expert opinion on this is that you know you know how you make barbecue sauce it's like a shit ton of ketchup And then you add a bunch of other shit to it to make barbecue sauce. We just had uh, barbecue chicken sandwiches for the CRCM, so (laughs) we just made barbecue sauce. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like the killing joke is like the ketchup of this. Like, sure, it's not ketchup technically, but like, you're using a shit ton of ketchup to make whatever else you're about to make. That's that's what I. that's think actually
0: an see. incredible reference i love that that, <laughs> that, makes, that makes so much sense to me a carnivore that i just i love that dude that's perfect yeah so we're talking ketchup we're talking the meat of the episode or the meat of the movie the in our opinion uh killing joke by alan moore and it's obvious it's one of the most critically acclaimed comics out there it's a standalone story um has its own animated movie there's a lot of if you haven't read it or seen it get the fuck out there and do it because it's incredible um so we're talking that, and to go along with the theme, we're drinking um, some wine because you know we go from hops to heroes, but today we're going vineyards to villains, and we're doing. I just uh, feel like every
2: time we talk villains, we end up we end up drinking wine. Like that's like kind of what we got to do these days. Yeah, hops are for the, the heroes, sense. and and wine is for the villains.
0: And Vinny's rebelling with uh, Ace of Spades beer because it, it it makes sense as well. Um, and he's not a big wine guy, but you know what? uh freak show wine uh michael and david winery um it's i see it all the time and it's a very if you see it in the store it's just it it's a carnival on the front and it stands out there's a big strong man hosting up two guys and there's over a hundred freaks overall on the label i've always seen it but i've never pulled the trigger and zach was like dude let's pull the trigger on this so i'm actually really excited to try it out um, just a brief history on the, on the winery. Uh, Michael and David Phillips are brothers from the Phillips family. They're fifth generation winemakers. Uh, they actually started, um, in Lodi, California and they remain in Lodi, California, but the family started farming in that area in the 1850s. So they've been around for a fucking minute. Um, they're actually one of the first, uh, vineyards to be put back on, into the market after prohibition. Um, <clears throat> whoop. Freak Show debuted in 09, and when they first debuted it, it was just uh, a 6,000-case batch, just to kind of get it out there. And then the next time they brewed it, it was so popular that they did 170,000 cases in, in 2014. So in five years, Damn. to just freaking fame. And there's a d- bunch of different types of Freak Show. There's uh, uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Um, there's three, three or four different types. We're doing the Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, the big, bold cab. So... Uh, With the Big Bold Cab, it's got its own little kind of process. Um, Cabernet Sauvignon is one of the last grapes of the harvest. So because of that, they're allowed to do a a technique called extended masturbation, where they let the juice from the grapes um, remain in contact with the skin for up to a month after the fermentation process. And this gets to extract all the tannins from the skin which gives it that bittery, uh unique kind of taste so because it's one of the last grapes of the harvest they get to let it stew in that and kind of pull out unique flavors which is i thought was really cool um have you tasted it yezzy i have you have all right what do you get from the nose on this thing man
2: um it's definitely like a bold red i i i get like a like a leather almost smell to it like a um like I feel like it would be like a nice like red cab and like a smoking chair with like a robe, you know. Like, like I, I feel like every
0: time I ask what the nose is, you talk about what you're wearing and what you <laughs> be, bro because like <laughs> <what laughs> you'd be doing. You know why? Cause why? <laughs> because what I the think scene about, in his head. bro. Yeah.
2: Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's it. Like what, when you're like, what do you get in the nose? I smell it. And then immediately I'm, like, transported to a scene. And I'm like, all right, where am I right now? Like, and I'm just describing to you where I'm at. There's, like, a fire blazing. There's, like, a big-ass bookshelf, you know. Yeah. High-backed, velvety chair. Um, Yeah, no, I think that, you know, it smells leathery. It smells, um, like, robust. I don't really get, like, a fruit-forward smell in it at all. Um, Really? It's, uh, I don't know, to me it's, like, a little, it's, it's very robust and, like, dark.
0: I get, I get like a maybe oh, a little like
2: cherry. I get like
0: a cherry. Yeah, I was gonna say I get a cherry, almost like a vanilla cherry, almost like a Dr. Pepper. When I smell it, it's got a little bit of sweet to it, and then I do get that smoke. So, yeah. One thing about this, it's aged. Forty percent of it is aged in uh, French oak for for up to twelve months, and then sixty percent of it is aged in neutral oak. And I didn't know what the fuck neutral oak was, so I looked it up. And neutral oak is basically after three sessions of the of the barrel being used, it no longer extracts any different unique flavors. So now it's just a barrel. So it's just mm. neutral at that point. So mm. only forty percent has the French oak in it. So it doesn't have the most overwhelming flavor. And then when you drink it, it's not nearly as like sharp or dry as I thought it would be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I get I, like you don't have any fruit in the nose, maybe, but you get a lot of fruit from the from the palate when you drink it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I do get more fruit from the palate, and it also, it's almost like from the from the nose you expect like a kick, like it's gonna be kind of that like cab like feeling in the back of your throat, but it's quite smooth actually. Like it's it's very, it, I would call it mild.
0: Yeah, dude, this is, I mean, this is very drinkable. I mean, that is that's really good. It's mm-hmm. I, I like a little bit drier typically, but. Depending on what you're going for, this is a. I mean, this is a delicious cab. So, there's a reason that it's so popular and it's, it's rose of fame. If you go to Michael and David's website, Freak Show pops up on the front. Like it's, this is their their uh, cash cow to say this is their their big hoss. So, um, when you ask the um, the current winemaker um, what what would you pair with this, uh, the, the the recommended meal is a filet mignon in Bernays sauce with grilled asparagus. So. Mm. For those of you out there that want to want to pair a good meal with this, look no further. Um, Vinny, what you got over there? What's what's your deal? What you drinking?
1: So today I'm drinking Ace of Spades. It's a Imperial Indian Pale Ale, uh, good old IPA from uh, Portland Brewery called Hopworks Urban Brewery, other known as Hob, or Hub, excuse me. Um, it's a really good beer. This is the first time I've ever had this kind of beer. It's one of those uh, traditional kind of like craft IPAs that you can only get in um, the 22-ounce bottle. You know, big old brown oh, yeah. big old brown bottle. You can't get it in a six-pack or a can, so it's one of those more um, limited craft beers. Um, from their website, it looks like it's one of their more popular ones. Um, it's very... Uh, I couldn't figure out what the word was when I was first trying it, but then looking at their website, kind of just the testing notes, it says spicy. And it's like, you know what, for a beer, it is pretty spicy. It's not just like the typical hops bite. It's more of like a spice taste bite. Um, It's pretty citrusy. Um, Little notes on their brewing process on this is um, they throw in uh, local Northwest hops at every uh, stage of the brewing process um, in traditional... Portland style uh, You can say Oregon style really Um, They use all local stuff Everything is eco-friendly One thing that I kept seeing pop up That I thought was interesting is uh, Here's a quote uh, With locally sourced organic and salmon safe hops And I thought that was kind of cool Because people don't really throw that out But um, with us growing up in the Pacific Northwest You know how important The salmon uh, wildlife is around here
0: Dude, yeah, <laughs> you know the restrictions just keep growing on salmon fishing, which man. is
1: great. Which is great, but it also sucks because I love me some salmon, man. Like, I know. Brandon cooks me like a salmon meal almost every week, just because I love that fucking fish.
0: Um, come out to Alaska, bro. We've got plenty of it up here. Uh, I'll have to come
1: visit soon. Uh, another quick little thing about them: uh, it's pretty, uh, it's a fairly new brewery. It was a uh, 2007 by a guy named Christian. I think it's Ettinger. Ettinger. Um, He's the original brewmaster, the Um, (laughs) OB. The OB, I love that. They got got three different locations, all in Portland. It looks like uh, two of them are on two different sides of the city. Um, One of them is at their airport, and they also got uh, a little pub restaurant uh, in Vancouver, Washington. So just on our side of the border. They oh, got, nice. They got a hub. So yeah, it's a pretty good beer. This beer is um, I think it's an 8.6%. It said. That's a big boy. Dude, so yeah, all right, it's, dude. it's it's Vinny's it's getting twisted. Yeah, eight point six. <laughs> that's why that's why I was kind of confused when I first said uh, tried it. I was expecting it to be like really heavy, but it's not heavy at all. It's very drinkable. Hmm. That's yeah, what, it looks clear like in the glass, it doesn't look like it'd yeah, be too thick. It's it's definitely got that citrus like look and taste it's just kind of got like uh, like I said, it's like a spice it's not like a heaviness of the hop it's more of a bite of a flavor
0: hmm, interesting
1: yeah, Nice a little right fall on. Yeah. A nice little fall beer. No, it's nice, too, because you guys were like, oh, we're going to do wine. And I was like, ah, I don't want to do wine. So I opened up my fridge and saw this in there. And I typically have... Oh, that was already in there? Yeah, well, I typically have a nice assortment of beer in my fridge just because I like having friends and family over quite often. So they're always leaving stuff over here. So it's like... <laughs> I got, I got beer here. That's different shit all the time. This is uh, your fridge. So,
0: your fridge is a lost and found of your friends and family. Yeah. I want to, <laughs> I want to give a
1: special shout out to Chelsea. Cause I'm pretty sure she left this over here. Last time we had a barbecue, she came over with like a few different bottles of these kind of beers. So damn, that was a fun night. That Yeah. You were there, Zach. That was a fun night. Yeah. That was, that was your, uh, that was your barbecue, right? That was the last time you cooked for us. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 fucked I up. heard about that.
0: Yeah. Zach's very proud of his smoking techniques and his ribs. Are we and doing this saw... on air right now? We're we do. have to. <laughs> it's already happened. It's already started. Jesus we're already halfway Christ. through. And I, I appreciate Zach's cooking. I've, I've had. I don't think I actually have had Zach's cooking. But I, I've seen the videos and the the pictures that he sends us of the effort he puts in and the story of getting up every half hour in the middle of the night and spritzing the the ribs or you know doing whatever you have to do. And then all I saw after Vinny had a party in the group chat was, Vinny, I'm sorry about those ribs, man. That was, that was, that was not up to my, my standards. Like, he was so dead
2: serious. Dude, okay, so, yeah, here's the thing. I take smoking pretty seriously. I'm a pretty good cook. Like, I really enjoy cooking. And um, I have one rule, though, and my, my specialty is, like, meat and, and like, barbecue and grilling, sautéing, and smoking, especially. But I have one rule if I'm going to smoke for, like, a party or something is that you can't use sauce because it's insulting so <laughs> so like you you can't use Jesus you can't Christ. like if if I sit down to eat with you and you eat something I cooked and you pull out a barbecue sauce and start to smother my my perfection with your garbage ass barbecue sauce then like I'm insulted so that was the rule so I, I made the ribs and <laughs> and everything else and I and I brought the ribs over and the ribs were mad dry like mad dry and they and needed, you let people they needed sauce? sauce that day yeah yeah they did but was why does I put sauce on but and so everybody <laughs> had to, like, struggle through <laughs> but these dry-ass ribs but because they wouldn't, like, add more sauce to it because they would like, no... I didn't even think there was sauce at the house, actually. I was like, I'll come over, but you got to get rid of all your barbecue You
1: cleared sauce out, the, out the sauce? Yeah Zach, was, <laughs> yeah, Zach was making a big stink about it in the group chat. Yeah. Well, I
2: look, fucked it up, bro. Hey, you swing and you miss, dog. But I was swinging for the fences, and that's got there's got to be
1: some respect No, there, it, it all started with the, the we had a barbecue tricky. before that, and you made some... I can't remember exactly what you made, but it was really good. Fire, bro! Yeah, it was really good. And me usually and our, I'm pretty good. Like that, I had an off day. Yeah, me an and off. our our buddy. But Marcel, you owned it, dog. We, we, you owned we that found shit. some barbecue sauce, so we were like, you know, being like arrogant, drunk. Like, oh man, this barbecue sauce is so good. As we're eating the meat, and it's just irritating the shit out of Zach. He's like not trying to pay attention to us. He's like looking the other way. That's in his all I can eye, think about. He's just like this fire building inside of him. <laughs> he's just so like, yeah, so the whole the whole buildup for that next barbecue, he was like, "There's no barbecue sauce. There's none. This and that. You're gonna have to throw it all away." So Zach is
0: Zach is Batman, and the Joker is barbecue sauce. He's basically <laughs> <laughs> just fucking, constantly at odds they, with each they other. D- they Dirty. don't want each other, but they need each other just as exactly. much. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh man, good times! All right, well let's go. Let's go ahead a little bit. So it's a very quick read. If you read the Killing Joke, it's forty six pages. Um, you know, it came out in nineteen eighty eight. Vinny, uh, since you are our stand in, Jr., um, you want to give a little segment of story time just to kind of <laughs>
1: fill the listeners in on what, what they need to know about the Killing Joke. Bling story time with Vinny today. All right. Um, so the Killing Joke. Yeah. So we decided to choose the Killing Joke because of uh, we thought this book would relate to the upcoming movie um with uh starring joaquin phoenix and directed by todd phillips um so f- first off this was the first time i ever read about it and i'm excited to talk to you guys about it because i know you i'm stoked that, i'm stoked about that because like, i think we, i think we, we i don't know we might get anyways time. so for i'm just going to start with this um this is the back cover synopsis on the new deluxe edition because originally this book came out in a 88? 88. Yeah, 1988, and they revised it in uh, 08. Um, So here it is. One bad day. According to the grinning engine of madness and mayhem known as the Joker, that's all that separates the sane from the psychopathic. Psychopathic. (laughs) Freed once again from the confines of Arkham Asylum, he's out to prove his deranged point, and he's going to use Gotham City's top cop. Commissioner Jim Gordon, and his brilliant and beautiful daughter, Barbara, to do it. Now, Batman must race to stop his arch-nemesis before his reign of terror claims two of the Dark Knight's closest friends. Can he finally put an end to the bloodlust and lunacy that links these two iconic foes before it leads to its fatal conclusion? As the horrifying origin of the clown prince of crime is finally revealed... Will the thin line that separates Batman's nobility and the Joker's insanity snap once and for all? And uh, so that's pretty much. I got I got goosebumps. Yeah, around. that's that's a re- that's why I wanted to read this is because I felt like this was a really good back cover synopsis of the the book. Um, so I think we touched on this earlier. This is written by Alan Moore, legendary writer. Genius ass. Yeah. Did uh, Watchmen Go. V for Vendetta. Um, Go.
0: League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Alamore, but he's he's a genius writer just because no one else could come up with that kind of shit. Um, yeah. This book was uh, illustrated by. Um, oh shoot, I have it on the wrong page. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, which honestly, I think the art. Of Brian the, Ballard, isn't it? No. Uh, it's Ballard. I don't know if it's Brian Ballard though. It's a uh, e- Brian Ballard. So I said oh, Brian Ballard. <laughs> Ace of Spades. It's the Ace of, <laughs> ace spades. of spades. It's hitting, baby. <laughs> ace of Spades. Anyways, um, he which this, this graphic novel looked beautiful. I thought the art in this book was really good. Some of those images of Joker were just. Dude. Crazy. Yeah, um, fucking
0: the face with his head is like when he first gets like turns. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that and panel.
1: I thought it was really cool with the, the link up between Moore and Bollard. Uh, this was more of a collab. Um. Story where typically it's the writer comes up with the story and the artist just you know picks up the pace and fills in the blanks. Um, this was more of a collab. Um, Ballard has actually stated that he came up with a lot of the ideas, even though he felt uh, cringy. He said drawing the origin story for the Joker because he always liked to believe that it's kind of a uh, non-Joker or non-Origin kind of like villain, you know? That's right, that's, that's where I, I, I feel that. That's kind of like how the, I... Like,
0: like the mystery of where he came from yeah, like, should have stayed yeah. the mystery. Once you come up with an origin
1: yeah. story, you de- you destroy that mystery. Um, but both these two guys hailing from uh, the old country of England, you know, uh, Britain, they were a pretty good team up. Um, they both were well-known in doing certain uh, different stuff. Um... I thought it was really cool about this one because, like we said, it's a it's origin story of Joker, but it's loosely adapted by the 1951 story arc, The Man Behind the Red Hood, which was mm-hmm. the original Joker origin story, which is honestly, I, I went back and read that just because I wanted to see how well it uh, linked up, and it was almost exactly the same, and we'll get into that a little bit more, Um Another cool thing I thought about this book um, was not so much of just this uh, art, but the storytelling was really great with the flashbacks. Because I feel like you can't tell. It's hard to just jump into an origin story because sometimes they'll just like. You'll be reading an arc and then they'll just drop an origin story. And then that origin story is like one or two issues. Like this the origin story and the killing joke came in as flashbacks. So it was nice to um, go back to like seeing the Joker, try to get his uh, plan with Gordon and his uh, Barbara. And then going back to what he believes was his breaking point of sanity.
0: Yeah. And I think that's that in itself is where Bollard really captured. I mean, really showed off what he was capable of because the, the transitions were so smooth. Like, there's a transition uh, when Joker falls into the, you know, the, the vat of, or the river, or whatever, and he's he starts laughing, going crazy, and he's putting his hands over his face, and then it, it cuts to Gordon doing the same thing, mm. and that's that's what is Joker's trying to establish here. He's trying to drive Gordon crazy, mm. and it's it's a seamless panel to panel, and there's also like ones where he does it with like you know uh, raindrops in a puddle, and it'll go from the past to the present, and also in the in the deluxe edition, uh. He, he, he only has one item in every, the, when they do flashbacks, they're all black and white, and he leaves one item um, illuminated in red. And it's obviously the red hood is one of them, but everything else, there's always one item that's red in each panel. And it's just it's just such such a creative masterpiece from
1: both sides, writing and illustrating. And I want to touch up on that red hood part, just because um, being the first time I ever read this, um, the only time it talks about red hood and The Killing Joke is during a flashback. So mm-hmm. while I'm reading that, I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, Red Hood wasn't, you know, cause I'm thinking like fucking old school, you know, Robin Hood, Red Hood, like shooting up everybody, doing that kind of stuff. Um, so I had to look back and be like, oh, damn, Red Hood was actually this like mafia gangster that would rob stuff. And it was like an identity that kept getting changed. Um, mm-hmm. So it's wild to see that being how the Joker became the joker in a sense because it was just something out of left field for me i had no idea was not expecting he had it. anything to do with the red hood yeah but but the one thing i said will say is like it kind of took me off guard to a point where it almost rubbed me the wrong way because i went out of my way to look up like why they're referencing red hood i was like are they so just, i thought they were just name dropping like a dc character because of the similarity of like a red helmet so I was kind of like turned off by it at first, but then like, when, but then like after I looked it up, I was like, oh no, I'm just wrong and ignorant. This is <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just wrong. So then like after having that, I felt like I, I enjoyed it a little bit better because I had to read it. I read it twice, and I will say the first time I read it, I don't I don't. I'll get into it later. So wait, so do you wow. you ended up going back and reading The Origin of the Red Hood then? No, 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 no. I read that old, that one issue that, um, so uh, came out of here, it? let me, um, let me, uh, tell you a little bit more about that issue. So in that issue, um, the... This is Detective Comics, right? This is the Detective Comics one back in, what did I say it was? Um, 1951. So, uh... He does. It's kind of like he was the Red Hood, and he's on his final heist kind of thing. Sort of like how they were building up the Killing Joke. But in mm. the Killing Joke, he was like a random dude that was. They were just that was just kind of filling a hole in a job. Yeah, that and was that, or, like that day they're like, here, put this on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Where yeah. yeah. like in yeah. the old Detective <laughs> Comics, like he was the Red Hood, and. This is another thing why I thought the Ace of Spades came in. Um, so the chemical factory that like he jumped into in the old comic where he became the Joker was the uh, Ace Playing Card Company factory. Mm. And in the Killing Joke, it's next to a playing card factory. Yes. like That's why it's, I uh, wanted to go back, and I was actually glad I read that old issue. Which you could find digitally to read online. I can't remember what the website was, but anyways, um, but it's almost didn't they do that in Gotham too? Didn't they have the Red Hood story arc in Gotham? Kind of. It, it had like a weird. Uh, you're talking about the TV series, right?
0: Yeah, I never watched it. Yeah, it got so- I
1: watched quite a bit of it, but um, it it was sort of kind of like that. It had to do with the bank heist, but um, I just okay. thought it was pretty cool that Roger Moore did his research and was like. Before he went and wrote an origin story, he was like, what's the real origin story, you know? Roger Moore? Alan Moore. Excuse me, excuse me, Alan Moore. Yeah, oh, Rod, fucking 007 over here, Roger don't Moore. Don't disrespect Alan Moore, <laughs> dog. <laughs> don't, don't disrespect <laughs> Roger Moore, bro. Oh, man, we're such a... But no, we're I just, so dumb, I was really surprised about this comic just because it was an origin story that almost I didn't know existed already. You How know.
2: so?
0: That's interesting.
2: I didn't know that either, bro. So that's that's dope. Good that Good take.
0: Yeah, I, didn't, I you went deep in the archives for that. Yeah, that's you dope, went deep, man. dog.
2: That's going uh, deep.
1: Appreciate that. It was and, all because and, of that Red Hood reference. Just like I was like reading it, and like don't get me wrong, I I love this uh, this graphic novel, but there was times too where Brianna's like, "What are you laughing about?" And I was there's a part where you, a few panels where he's read he's singing like a song to Gordon going through that fun house, you know? Yeah. So in my head, I'm singing as the Joker, like reading those panels. So I'm like laughing to myself. So it's like this book, I feel like had a lot of good stuff in it, but it was just that one Red Hood reference that just bugged the shit out of me. So that's why I had to dive deep and figure out why Red Hood was in this. And I'm kind of glad I did, because it's like, fuck, Joker has an actual origin story. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well he has several, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, but I
1: mean, like, this is like the OG one. Nineteen fifty one, dude.
0: Yeah, this is a reference to like the uh, original. I mean, yeah. detective comics. Yeah. You can't get much much older than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's a great summary of what the, the, the comic's about and the, and even like the origin origin of of the of where it came from. There's there's one uh one line that I kind of highlighted that kind of makes makes it seem like Kind of envelops the whole story, and it's all it takes is one bad day to reduce the sanest man alive to lunacy. Yep, which is basically what Joker's trying to. to His establish whole point. Here.
2: His whole point. That's basically what he believes is what happened to him. And I think mm-hmm. that like the the the, the really interesting push pull of the entire book is is how he's making that point that it just takes one bad day to reduce like somebody who would be considered sane into into lunacy, and and even further, he's making the point that him and Batman are not that different. Like, they're actually not that different. Where, like, it's easy to see these two entities as diametrically opposed. And the, in the Joker's mind, he's like, it just takes one one little thing to happen to you, and then you become me. Do you know what I mean? And and, and mm. he tries to make that happen through kidnapping Gordon and p- taking him through the thing. And I feel like that's an interesting conversation that we should have towards the end of this. Like, is, is he right? Or is he wrong? You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, the question. Um, but... Yeah,
0: I, I. I mean, I mean, yeah. I guess we can get to that, but I. I agree, and I think that that's the, that's this whole, whole overwhelming storyline. Like, basically, Joker paralyzes Barbara, shoots her through the spine, and that that was, it was a gruesome surprise. I mean, she opens the door, and he's wearing like a fucking tourist outfit, yeah, like, like a. Tommy Bahama shirt he has like a camera hanging behind his fucking neck and attack. Like, it's, there's some really humorous parts in this, and then it gets so dark so quick. And as he's wearing right. that, he's holding a, a revolver
1: at the door. <clears throat> Blows her through the spine. At that one day, like, it takes one day to go insane. No, I want to mention, like, that's that is the complete vibe I get from the new uh, Joker trailers, right? Like, yeah for mm-hmm. sure like 150% I, I, think, that's why,
2: I mean I think that's why we Nobody here knows exactly what we're doing Like what we're going to see in the movie But what we do know is that He starts off seemingly normal He's in a subway mm-hmm. And then he tries to start doing stand up comedy And in, in, in this killing joke he works at a At a chemical shop and he hates his job So then he tries to do stand up comedy And he fucking, and he's fails at that But there's that one scene in the trailer where he's like Can you introduce me as the Joker Like before he goes out mm-hmm. And so, yes, I, I I feel like there's a lot of similarities between Walking Phoenix, uh, trailers at least, and the things that happened in in The Killing Joke. Yeah, for sure. yeah. yeah. I also and feel he's like a... the vibe of the trailer, like the music and the coloring mm-hmm. and shit of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, this
1: is looking real Alan Moore-y to me. Mm-hmm. Well, hundred percent. And not only that, I want to say is because like. Th- uh... The one thing I kept getting from the trailer was the talk show. You know, Robert De Niro is the talk show host. And he keeps they keep showing him go on the talk show. And yeah. um, the comic arc, the story arc that I was pushing was um, uh, Dark Knight Returns. And um, you guys were like, no, you have to read The Killing Joke because this is the true origin story. So I, after reading The Killing Joke, I'm glad we're doing it on this one. But I know from uh, Dark Knight Returns, there's a huge, like, Talk show massacre scene that goes on. So mm. just from mm. seeing the trailers of him being on a talk show, I feel like we might see a freaking talk show massacre, and that's the reason mm. why I mentioned that story arc to you guys. So I feel like that's like well, the that's spice the, that's, that makes that's the ketchup. brown sugar. Or yeah, something. that's, yeah. That, that's <laughs> that brown sugar right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> that
2: brown sugar. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dog?
1: Yeah. so I mean brown is yeah he may thing. say that it's not based on any comic but he's definitely they're definitely taking polls from a whole bunch of sure, story sure. he's just keeping
0: sure. he's just keeping people interested and keeping them on their like the, he wants people confused and not expecting yeah. anything and I mean, he can't. I think they're doing a great job with the trailer with that because oh, there yeah. is little snippets but we have no fucking idea what's going to yeah. happen agreed
2: right? we mean, don't even know what the plot is really
1: no, at that's, at yeah. I, and,
2: and I think that like w- it's it's much more effective to be like, oh no, this is original story, than to say, yeah, we pulled from the Killing Joke, we pulled from Dark Knight Returns, so we pulled from this <laughs> yeah. issue at this point, because yeah. then it's just like, oh, I already know what happens in the movie. Do it's you know a what collage. I mean, like, I like of, I mean that's our much job, more. Right? That's our job. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And also, if you have expectations, and they have to live up to them, and at this point, there's no expectations because you don't know what the fuck to expect. So, like, I, I think it's it's just a genius move. Um and, essentially, and, just to... Go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to finish off. I feel like we just need to let people know what the killing joke is. Um, like, what the storyline is. And it's very... Basically, like we're saying, it's they're tr- Joker's trying to prove a point to Batman that they're two sides of the same coin. All it takes is one bad day. And he kidnaps Gordon, paralyzes Gordon's daughter, strips her down, takes pictures of her while she's bleeding out, mm-hmm. and... Kidnaps Gordon, puts some naked in a carnival freak show, which is hence yeah. the wine, and puts him through this carnival ride of terrors, and puts this huge screen of his daughter bleeding out naked all around him, and all these freaks and everything around him, just to make sure that he gets like the most potent ex- like exposure to the shittiest an day possible. trip, yeah. And then tries to, and then like Batman shows up and he tries to prove Batman that he can drive the sanest man lunatic, which is Gordon. And right. Gordon, this is when I first read this book, we had this argument. I thought Gordon was a bitch because because Batman shows up and Gordon's like, "Go get Joker, but do it by the book." And I was like, "Bro, fuck that! Bring me his fucking head, dog." And then, all right,
2: I, I gotta okay. jump in here.
0: So, Tired. so you you think
2: I think that you're, um. I think I slightly disagree because what what you're saying is that the Joker is I agree with you up to an extent, actually, because the Joker is definitely trying to prove that it only takes one bad day to make a sane person insane. Like that's that's pretty explicit. But I don't think honestly that he's actually trying to use Gordon as the example. He's trying to make Batman the example and he's using Gordon to make Batman that example. And the metric or the the vehicle that he's using to do that are these two opposing ideas of killing and not killing. The Joker will kill people and that is what he that's like how insane he is. He's a mad lunatic. The Batman is all about order. He will never kill you no matter what. He will only ever just take you in. Right. So the Joker is actually using Gordon, using uh, his daughter to bring Batman in to provoke the Batman into killing him or, or anybody, because that's proving his point. If the Batman kills the Joker, then the Joker is correct. And that one bad day can push somebody to the brink of being insane. And in the Joker's mind, that's murder
1: and yes can we say that maybe that you know bruce batman was having just as bad as a day as gordon that's what i was gonna ask that's what i'm saying so so gordon's having a shitty day
2: but batman's having a shitty day because batman's having to go through all this shit and so when gordon is telling batman and i think this is the original argument that we got into when he's saying do it by the book what gordon's actually saying is like don't give in like stay
0: sane like do not let him win right which i I see now, but at the time, in the moment, when I read the the, the panels, I was like, bring me his head. So I'm just saying, if right. I was Gordon, I wouldn't have that integrity to say, do it by the book. I was like, sure. bring me his Be, fucking sure. head. And you know and what's an interesting
2: thing about that line is that I feel like on the surface, if you just read it, the first thing you'll think is like, that's fucking cheesy. That's so cheesy. Like, oh, do it by the book. Like, you're just this cop that always follows the rules. But I feel like if you dive deeper into it, It's like, don't let him win. Like there's like so there's a physical battle, you know, but then there's also this like fucking mental like battle going on, like of ideologies between these two diametrically opposed forces in, in the Joker and Batman. And Gordon is like trying to push Batman to staying on the
0: right side. And so that's a fucking great that's a great panel. It is. And I'm always somebody that reacts before I think. So I, in that scenario, I just know
1: what I would do. <laughs> yeah, I have something to add to that. But it's I was going on the, the same end, boat so as wait. you, Jordan. Um, after reading that, I was like, you know, exactly. Give, bring me his head. Fuck that. But after yeah. hearing Zach's explanation, I could take a step back and look at that and be like, damn, that is the genius of Alan Moore. Like, fuck. So right. So the
0: funny thing is, the funny thing is, we we actually did this for an episode when we first started Hop Heroes. Yeah. Back in the Diz, a back in 2017. And I got in a huge argument with Zach. Most of the time we fought about how I didn't like Tim Burton And Zach was really offended But <laughs> Which Tim there Burt, was... there's
1: a quote from Tim Burton On the cover of this for some fucking Exactly some that's, fucking why we reason. Got, that's why we got like, why, to it why? why? Because Tim Burton's a, a fucking genius Yeah but like he's once I see a quote from Tim Burton I'm already expecting some fucking Kooky fucking shit which is exactly <laughs> oh, what you got, oh. bud. I know. Which I, mean, I still haven't told you guys what I think about the book, but no, no,
0: we'll oh, get there.
2: This, I feel like you're about to make me really mad.
0: I know. I'm excited. It's Vinny you was told me, this me. book is
2: trash, bro. Vinny I'm was freak me. Out.
0: I never thought it was trash, but I did think that it was. I, th- I, th- I thought I was pissed off with Gordon, and I do I do see what you're saying. How he's trying to get Batman the whole time, but honestly, Batman had to like travel to the asylum and then travel to the the freak show and then like oh my god like run through the fucking carnival but like he didn't have to do any like Gordon had a worse day than Batman like there's no yeah. there's no doubt about it. his daughter gets paralyzed his, and then yeah, put right. in front of but him but Batman also
2: knew hit the daughter too like that that was
1: that was a blow for him too like don't don't downplay that i'm not downplaying that it was different feelings that they were having i feel like Gordon was like you know having coffee with his daughter chilling at their apartment or whatever and then Barbara gets shot, and then he gets knocked out and taken to this, and then gets witnessed all these photographs that no one should ever fucking see of their own daughter or, you know, of anybody in their family. But um, Batman has to feel guilty, because you got to remember, the beginning of this book started with Batman interrogating what he thought was the Joker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Batman has to have a different sort of emotion that, like, guilt, because it's almost his fault that the Joker is still loose. Should have... Ba- How is it Batman's... Batman's fault. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, as a person, when you have... Uh, uh, if you have something that's presented to you and you have to choose a different path of the fourth road, you know what I mean? So, Batman obviously chose not to kill the Joker. If Batman chose to kill the Joker in the past, Barbara would have never gotten paralyzed. Uh, Gordon would have never had to gone through all of that. Like...
0: But that wasn't just Batman's
1: choice. Gordon had that same
0: choice, I imagine. Like Gordon is the chief of police, isn't he? Or I, I, I would one hundred
1: percent bet that, like, if Batman went and killed the Joker, the fucking commissioner of police Gordon would just, you know, turn cheap. I oh no, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's
0: that's what I that's, I disagree with that. I think Gordon would be like, you cross the line, we can no longer work together. Because Gordon is if is more noble, I would say, than Batman with his decision making. Okay, but.
2: I think I think Gordon and, and Batman exist on the same side of the of the of the spectrum. I well, think sure. it'd be hard to argue who. I, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll. Yeah, that's fine.
0: He's just because no, of I, the I ending. Like they're so, I don't know if he's more. No, I feel like just bold. because of the ending. I think that Batman has a little more dark side. This ending, revenue, I, well, I, I, I did
2: not like
1: this ending.
0: The, the okay, the Joker wins. Like we're there. I'm going to say it. He All wins. Right. he's correct. So. So, okay, so the ending, th- there's a joke, the killing joke, and J- Joker tells a joke, and it's about, you know, the two guys breaking out of an insane asylum, and they're trying to escape, I mean... And one dude has a it flashlight,
1: and it's showing the path to escape, and the other one says, um, he's like, here, I'm lighting up the path, you could go walk across this wooden beam, and he's like... All right.
0: They're on two different... Two different rooftops. Yeah, so there's a, and there's he a goes, yeah. uh,
1: "I'm not gonna walk across that. You're gonna move the light halfway through. What do you think I am? Crazy?
0: Yeah. So not, it's not crazy that you can run across a light beam, but it's crazy that to think that, you know, like he he thought he could actually do it, but his buddy would fuck him over. Like that was the crazy part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's, it's
2: crazy slot. to believe that somebody else can show you the path. So 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 the joker oh, the joker, the joker and the batman like are little our
0: bearded bitch man and your fucking deep takes i, love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have anything prepared for this episode nothing. it's crazy to think that somebody else can show you the path that's fucking gold that I love okay that. bro, bro I love i'm that. not done let me go like i had no right, idea let's keep interrupting him so he gets bad. irritated let's just keep interrupting him
2: all right listen so the joker <laughs> and the batman are actually so fucking similar or originally they both were fairly regular guys, sure he's a billionaire, but fairly regular guys that suffered through a super fucking tragic life altering event. But then they went in completely different ways. So if you if you before that tragic event, if you kind of put them in the same box, they're both escaping the same prison. They're both from the same insane asylum or whatever that that may be. So that's the parallel there. Then once that tragic event happens, they both go in completely opposite directions. Batman goes in, like, I'm going to be heroic, and I'm never going to hurt anybody, and I'm going to, like, make Gotham a better place. Joker goes in, like, full fuck it mode, like, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to kill everybody, so on and so forth. So they're on opposite sides of the beam. Batman believes, though, that his way is righteous, and so he's the one with the flashlight showing the way, like, hey, we both came from this fucking situation, but I'm the righteous person, I'm doing the right thing, you can do it too, like, I'm going to keep you bringing to Arkham, like, when he brings Joker to Arkham, it's not. it's not to lock him up. It's to rehabilitate him. It's to like get him back to being sane. Like get him back on the right path. Gordon makes a point of that
1: too when he says, "Bring him in by the book." We need to show him the right way, or something like that.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Right. It's true.
2: And and the joke. So the Joker is saying. So Batman's shining the light. Like, hey, you should follow me. And then the Joker's saying, like, that's fucking hilarious that you feel like you can you can show me the way because you're just going to fuck me over at, in the end. And then at the at the end of this, so and, and then if you circle all the way back to the very beginning, the Joker basically is saying, like, we're the same. It's just going to take one bad day. If you kill anybody, then you're going to be just like me. We're going to be exactly the same. Now you're just a fucking masked murderer just like me. And at the very end, it's debatable what happens, but I believe he kills the Joker. I believe he snaps the Joker's neck. Yes. And so once he does that, Yes, he kills the Joker because the laughing stops abruptly. But once he does that, the Joker is correct. It, it It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So when so, the Joker says, you think you can show me the way, you're just going to pull the light out from me. You're just like me. Batman kills the Joker in that moment, making that joke true.
0: So I feel, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, Vinny, but did you pick that up when you read the comic? No. The Heat. No. So this is this is pulled from the animated movie, Zach, not the comic. I watched the an animated movie.
1: Yeah, I, so I, I, I've, I've read both and I've, I've seen both. In in the comic, how right. it ends with the panels is um, they're both laughing. You know, it's the rain hitting the puddle, and then the last panel is the rain hitting the puddle with no laughter and no shadows from either of them. So right, so, so it's
0: it's w- you can assume. Yeah, you, you jump well, that
1: conclusion. What I got from it was it was one of those endings where it's never gonna be really answered. It's kind of like, uh did you guys watch Lost? Yes. No. Like nothing really got answered. You know what I mean? Like, like it, they were dead the whole time. Kind of, bro. Anyways, sorry Zach, <laughs> spoil that for you. But um, and no, but what I'm getting <laughs> at is like, I feel like it's one of those artistic endings where. It leaves the reader or consumer to just kind of create almost like what their own ending is. Because there is no, like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I think this happened. And then you ask more what happened. And he's like, oh, I don't know. He won't tell you. Exactly. You know what I mean? So the question is, is do
2: you think I'm right or do you think I'm wrong?
1: Well, I, what I was going to ask before, like, let me ask you this before I answer that is what happens at the very end of the animated uh, movie? Because I never watched it. So, so the animated movie, first off, pissed me off. Um, <laughs> it was. I, it what was,
0: doesn't piss you off, Jordan? Uh, things <laughs> like a, things a, and stuff. I, I remember two <laughs> specific scenes where I was like, "What the fuck are we?" So doing So the thing that sucks about the anime movie is it makes a love story between Barbara and Batman, which never occurred in the comic, and it was super forced and super why, awkward. Why is DC so mad that they're animated? Like they movies. fuck on a rooftop when he's yeah, like training smash. her, and it's like what yeah. he's like her dad or like her prod like it's really anyways funny anyways just how does it end i just want to know how it ends. so so it goes the, uh, it goes to the end and it has the scene where he's holding it by his throat and he's laughing and then it pans away but the reason that i think he dies is because it doesn't have any like snap or anything like that but if you watch movies with closed captioning like i do it says the laughing stops and then like then it like goes out to credits, like it like it tells you he like stops it, laughing. It abruptly stops, and that's what happens yeah. in the panels too. Yeah. So w- w-
2: the, I feel like the art portrays a way, so like they're laughing, but then the panels still show that same scene, which is not them; it's the puddle. And I understand like that can be um, viewed in different ways, but the the text for laughing is no longer there, but the art of where they are at the moment still continues, which I feel like in my in my opinion means that the laughing stops basically. But they're still there. Like, it's still happening. The joke is over. In real time, but the laughing. They start laughing, and then they stop laughing. And and the name, the killing joke. Like, yeah, Yeah.
0: joke led to. Joker tells the
2: joke. Batman laughs at the joke with him, and then Batman snaps, killing the Joker, and then proving the Joker right the entire time. And you could could be right.
0: The only thing that weirds me about that, or it makes me not want to, because I think that's the coolest ending, is that. The Joker didn't win, didn't prove anything right, because Gordon was still sane, and Batman even admits that. He's like, he's still he's as sane as he was before he started. He Gordon failed. wasn't the target. But, like, that's what I was about to I don't say. Know, I just truly don't if, believe Gordon was the target. If Gordon the, was a pawn. The,
1: if, if Batman killed the Joker, in, if that's how it truly ended, then, yes, Batman was the original target. If Joker uh, wasn't killed by the Batman then I believe Gordon was the original target, because I think that
2: I like think I said, that on, on the surface it looks like just, Gordon is the target, but I think that the whole time he's trying to prove it to Batman. Like he's trying to, he wants Batman to snap. Oh, not dude, Gordon. that's
1: that's the whole ideology of Joker. That's that's his whole goal, right? He doesn't really care about yeah mass destruction. I mean, it's important to say the too. Batman to see that they're so similar,
2: and it's important to say too that like. I mean, we're all speculating here, and yeah. that's the
0: beauty of the story: is that yeah.
2: nobody actually knows what happens and and anything. So, like, I could the be wrong. The beauty
0: and the frustrating Dude, part the, of the The story. genius of war, man.
2: I could be wrong, but I will just that say joke this on is air: genius. I feel fucking super confident in your my stance your here. Theory. Like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm. It's, it's guys, like, convincing, bro. I'm asking you guys: what do you guys
1: think? No, it's I very think he kills him. I just. I, I don't. I don't think he does because. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, You're such a
0: JR. You're such a JR. You're Hey, I'm supposed to this, take his spot. spot. <laughs> this is like my only day. you are like, like "Wait a minute. We so can't bro. all agree here." Fuck. <laughs> all right, no, he doesn't.
1: <laughs> no, he's like he
0: he has good in him. If he if he if he does it, then hey, he who well, is the Batman? And, and We can't all agree. Bro, he's, on just, the show, he's the he's the
1: that Joker.
2: Makes it he's the same as the Joker.
1: I think so too. No, man, um, love here, it. no. I want, I want to bring up this panel. Really, we went deep real into real this quick, story.
2: Damn, that's wild. Is,
0: if it wasn't a standalone, I think he doesn't kill. But if it is a standalone, Alan Moore writes it, he fucking snaps his
1: neck. Okay, I, I hear you on that. I just want to say this one panel. That's, um, well, it's two technically. That stood out to me a lot. Um, to set up the scene, this is where. Um, Gordon has already gone through the funhouse. Batman is now running through the funhouse, trying to find Joker, and Joker is on a microphone over a loudspeaker through the full uh, funhouse. And this is Joker uh, walking into the house of mirrors, or room of the mirrors, or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> I, and this is Joker talking to the Batman. I mean, what is it with you? What are you even made of? Uh, what made you what you are? girlfriend killed by the mob maybe brother carved up by some mugger something like that i bet something like something like that happened to me you know i i'm not exactly sure what it was sometimes i remember it one way sometimes another if i'm going to have a pass i prefer it to be multiple choice <laughs> And that's Love that And that, Love that line That is honestly I think one of the most important panels In this comic book Because it's Alan Moore Taking uh, a note From that original 1951 uh, Detectives comics issue Thrown it in, in here But also hinting at the point that Joker still doesn't have an origin you know, yeah. by saying, yeah. like, this could have happened, but it also could just be some fucking weird flashback that this lunatic is having.
0: Which is the saving grace of not ruining the character, because the mysterious mm-hmm. nature of Joker is what makes him a legend. I mean, a lot of stuff he does makes him a legend, but that is the best part. So to keep mm-hmm. it up in the air still... Is, mm-hmm. it makes me I think it's happy. a
2: selfless move too.
0: Like it, 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 it's like I don't know Alan Moore, but I feel like when I when I hear that, I
2: think like as a writer, like that's a fucking selfless ass move because the story that doesn't affect the story. You could have easily not done that and had just as good of a story. But like you add that little dialogue in, and what it does is it essentially takes away any legitimacy legitimacy of this story that you're telling as as like a staple in the lore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a writer and a creator. Like, it's, it's, you're, you're kind of naturally wanting to have that position in anything you do. Like, you, you want to be remembered. You want your work to be there forever. So, I feel like it's like going against like a natural creative instinct, which is wanting to be there forever and be known for something special and saying, Hey, this might not have ever happened. It doesn't matter. Because he's like, trying to preserve the mystique of the character. And so, yeah. like, that's, like, big ups to Alan Moore. Like, that's a self ass move. I don't know if I could have done that. I probably would have been like, nah, bro, this is fucking what happened. Jesus. <laughs> what? I was there. I feel like a lot of people probably would have done that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. that's cool. And, uh,
1: yeah, I like that. I think one thing that's genius about him, too, is um, the way he writes, especially this killing joke, um, makes you want to reread it. Because there's like things like what I just talked about, what we just picked up on, um, about how this story may not be true. And then there's things that Zack has um, shown a light on that I had no idea about. Maybe Batman snapping his neck and that Batman was the original target. So I feel like the way he writes... Um, he, there's layers man he there's layers so he makes sure that you miss things so that you want to go back and reread it and then are you going to reread
2: it now thinking like maybe batman's the original part i, I might but i probably
1: i probably well I, I will just because it's a short story but i was thinking orig- with that let's go into craft and trash man. <laughs> i want to
0: hear your fucking opinion on this dude i don't want to craft or is it trash don't you don't want to go
2: first all right no <sighs> Man, I, I'm preparing to, like, go to fucking war.
0: <laughs> Zack Zach will go after Vinny. I'll and go first. Like,
1: I'll,
0: right. It's craft for... 110% is it's craft. It's not even close to trash. This is one of my favorite comics. Uh, when I first read this, I gave it uh, a 9 because I liked it, but I didn't like Gordon's reaction and I didn't like um, giving Joker an origin. But after discussing it, um, after getting Zack's... What, what do you raise your hand for? I just wanted to ask you. Go ahead. You can finish. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, after talking, after talking with Zach mainly and getting his his philosophy on Alan Moore's real meaning, and also after you know the multiple choice thing and really thinking about it, I, I give this one a fucking ten. This is my first ten that I've given. Wow. I think. And that was I fucking, my question.
2: I should have just waited.
0: I fucking love the Killing Joke, man. I liked it a lot when I first read it, and I and I like it even more the second time, which I think speaks to its nature of just how good it is and how good Alan Moore is. But I'm a huge fucking Alan Moore jockey. Like me too. I loved Watchmen. Changed my life. I think this he's a genius. This is incredible. I thought I personally loved *League of Extraordinary Gentlemen*. I, I don't I know junior mm-hmm. didn't like it. I thought it was really good. Um, I've never read V for Vendetta*, but I'm sure we'll do an episode on that. Um, I just I. I 10 that's you got to read this especially if you like the joker and if you want to see the movie i think you have to read this because i think there's going to be a lot of ties vinny dish to you all right i'll go next um before we before vinny
2: let me let me let me do do this one thing so when you read it the second time because we we went through this once and then this is the second time we went through it we had that conversation you kind of you kind of mentioned the conversation that we've had very similar to the conversation we just had now um was that in your mind when you were reading it the second time? Like, were you, like, act, like not actively, but, like, were you, like, trying to look for other things? Or do you think that influenced, like, your experience of it the second time at all? Or, or
0: Yeah, I think that when I said it has layers, I think that the first layer is just, like, taking it all in. And the second layer is you have an idea of what's there. So now you can kind of dig a little deeper as you read the panels. Like, you don't have to, like read a panel and soak on it for a night you can read it and already have some base like some foundation to build off of so you can get a little bit more out of each panel so I, when I read it I already had my preemptive thoughts but I also had our conversation in the back of my mind so yeah, yeah I, w- I was considering that the whole, whole time and like I remember first time I, I read this I was like no, no fucking way Batman kills him and now Batman fucking kills him That's that That,
1: that was the super biggest interesting. difference for me that's yeah. super
2: interesting to me okay go ahead Vinny
1: I want to start this off by saying um, if you are a Batman fan or a comic fan in general, I think you should read this. This is one of those staple stories, and it's written by a legendary artist uh, writer. It's beautifully drawn and colored by another great artist. Um, the thing, for my own personal unpopular opinion... Don't be controversial just to be controversial. I'm not. It's craft. I'm not saying it's <laughs> trash. It's craft. It's craft. It's just a lower craft than what you guys put it on. And well, I, th- I put it on a so. And I yeah. also think it's because of, this is the first time I read it. Alan Moore is a very mysterious, smart fucking writer. So it takes a couple times to maybe reread to fully comprehend his genius. Because... Um, I was reading this uh, graphic novel, and like I said, I was laughing to myself. There were some really great spots that I really enjoyed. But then that ending happened, and I honestly – kind of pissed me off. I was like, this fucking sucks. And mm. I think it was just because of how mysterious and abrupt the ending was. It built up, build up, build up, build up so crazy. And then it told this joke that the joke pretty much described the entire story. <clears throat> Excuse me. Described the entire story, and then it just left me hanging. And I think because it left me hanging like that, I'm just going to give it a, a seven. Because I don't want to do decimals, and I think it's better than a six.
0: I don't want to do decimals. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, and the, what a round roundup. And the reason why is just because I, I think it's more of an emotional, just, like, personal opinion. Like I said, it's a freaking great piece of work, but it's definitely not my favorite. Um, I think the artwork was more of the staple in this book than the writing. Writing was great, but then again, once I looked into the Red Hood thing, it's just kind of a retold story, uh, just told differently by a clearly better writer. Um, So, yeah, I give it a seven just because it's good. It's craft, but I don't think it's as great as everybody says it is. Um, All right. I mean, that's just my opinion. The art, I mean, like I said, I think the artwork was really what grabbed me. T- I think if the artwork wasn't the artwork, this might have been a trash for me. Before
0: before Zach goes off, I just want to ask, do you think this is the most popular Batman comic of all time? Who are you asking? Yeah, who are you asking that? Vinny. I'm asking Vinny. Uh, do I think this is the most popular comic book? Uh, Batman? yeah. From your wealth of knowledge, do you think there's a more popular Batman po- arc out there? Uh,
1: possibly. Maybe Court of Owls. I don't know. Like, um, Okay. This is definitely the most I- popular Joker story arc and this is one of the most popular Batman story arcs, but I don't know if I would call it as the most popular. Trust me. Like, I, okay. was, I was looking at all the ratings and stuff and I was like, damn, I'm definitely in the minority. Like, I just <laughs> want to hype it, I want to hype it up as much as I can <laughs> like, before Zach gets I'm going. Tripping. Yeah. No, that's, what I'm trying to throw some gasoline on this I'm baby. Saying, like I'll reread it, but just like I think it was just the way it left me hanging at the very end was such a strong emotion for me that it it overwhelmed everything else. Cuz like I said, dude, it's a it's a great book. It's short, so I like that too. And the artwork is phenomenal. Uh Alan Moore is a great writer, but it's just I don't Watchmen was better view for vendetta. Better like, I will say Watchmen's better, but
0: that's because Watchmen's just its
1: own thing. Watchmen Watchmen
0: is really really good.
2: Uh, I've never read V for Vendetta. I don't think League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is better.
0: No, I don't think it's better. No,
1: but like all Either. I'm saying is it's good. You should read it. I'm just not as praising as, as high as you guys. All
0: right, so just to recap, Vinny thinks the book is shit and it's <laughs> the most popular Batman arc of all time, and it's shit. Zach, you're on. It's fucking trash.
2: So honestly, I was a, okay. So I had a line like in my mind, and if you like crossed it, like in your rating, I was gonna explode. And the line was six and seven. So if you would have won six, I would have been pissed. Seven, I feel like is right there. But I mean, here here's the thing: like he rounded up I, though.
0: Go 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 nuts! I know though. I
2: did. But I, even if you even if win six, like who who am I to tell you like what you should and should like. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take that stance. Be, be I who respect you that. Come on. Re- be who you are. I respect but that. But you're wrong. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, here's the thing about this book. And 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 I think, honestly, Vinny, I'm, I'm looking forward to you reading it again. Because I think you might have a Jordan-esque experience. Even though Jordan was pretty high on it in the beginning. Um, there's so much going on here. And it's not it's not always all base value things. Like... There's things that happen that, on the surface, might be upsetting. Like, for instance, when Gordon says, Do it by the book! Like, when I first saw that, I was pissed because I was like, Bro, that's the cheesiest shit I've ever seen. Like, you just got fucked. Why would you be, like, that guy? But there's so many other moving pieces at play that make that line super impactful. And the end, the way it ends, how it's unsatisfying, can be super impactful if you scroll out like 50 more times and see like other things at play. And I think that that's just Alan Moore like flexing on us again, showing us how fucking talented this guy is. There's so much that happens in this book on different layers. Jordan said it perfectly. There's layers here. And if you read the book on a surface layer, then you're gonna get like it's a, uh... but like if you dig deeper and see the other moving pieces like if you see that you're not just fucking with ketchup anymore but you, you got some spices some brown sugar some coriander some paprika you got barbecue oh, sauce now bro <laughs> you know what I'm on? saying like there's so much more going
1: on you know, so I, I, I'm not disagreeing I mean, with, the, with with your rebuttal exactly cuz after I was going into this discussion already kind of like thinking like I'm going to be on the outside, but like you get, you, especially you Zach with your little, uh, with your, um, insight on Batman and the Joker, you are slowly convincing me to at least reread it to please do give it another please do. try because like, it's good, like Pat. I said, like, it's not bad. It's a good book, but it just, just from hearing so many great things about it, I think for that first read, I was expecting the greatest thing I've ever read, and that, like I said before, that the ending just rubbed me wrong. So I think that's kind of just. I think I have to reread it just because. Please do. I'll be. And let's talk about it even on the
2: next episode. We'll be talking about something else, but let's have a little pocket where <laughs> well, I'm the like, the next
1: episode will be about the movie." What do
2: you? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, that'll be perfect. Right, I'll make sure we'll, 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 we'll revisit. I'll
1: make sure to reread it before
2: we We'll revisit. Can so, you
0: imagine if Zach worked at a used bookstore, and just like He walked in, like, dude, I don't want any of these books. He's like, hold it. This book right here. How
1: much time? Let you me have? tell
0: you. How much, how much do you time you get? Sit your ass down. Just, <laughs> he could sell any fucking shitty book. This is a great book. He could sell any book to anybody. Like, just he can make a reason why this line is this way. This line is like he just bro, has a way about it. So. But that's
2: like, that's like a misconception, though. I couldn't sell any book. I'm only I'm only this like animated and passionate about the shit that I truly believe in. Like, sure. If I okay. thought it was trash, like I'm not. I'm just like yeah, bro. It's trash. Like, I, and I can't pretend that it's like. Let me try to sell this to you. Like, I, I'm a shitty salesperson, but I that's truly believe, believe in this. Like, I truly believe in this. And so, like, that's why you're getting this passion. But anyway... Um yeah, I mean, obviously it's so this book's trash, bro. It's a fucking one, it's garbage. Um, <laughs> one no, it's 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 a it's a ten, dude. This a masterpiece. Oh, yeah, it's a masterpiece, Vinny. It's a masterpiece. It's a it's a fucking it's it's for a lease, bro. It's a fucking it's a concerto, bro. Like it's 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 a master at work, bro. And he's just like ever so slightly pulling strings and ever so slightly putting these dynamics in to cabinet something. And it's it's slight. That's what's so beautiful about it. It's not overt. It's slight and it's confident and there's so much going on and when you when you see it and when you hear it, all you can do is just say, like, I'm, I'm just appreciative to have that here, like this piece of art. It's a masterpiece. I've killed this bottle of wine, by the way. I don't know if you can tell. Me too, dog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> having bottle. a good time. <laughs> having in. a good time in villains and vineyards. But I, do, I, I believe this. Like, If you're listening to this and you've stuck through this entire thing and you haven't read The Killing Joke, please do. No, you definitely do. should read it. And, yes, and in the comments, let me know what you think. Am I wrong? Am I right? Because I'm telling you, I truly believe this is a masterpiece, and I'd love to have the conversation with you and anybody else that either agrees or disagrees. Like I'm open to all types of opinions, but um, I just think I think I think this is like a a, a a truly great artist at the peak of his powers, proving it.
0: Boom. All right, that makes it a nine around the group, and with a seven on the on the marker, like I'll take that. Uh, Killing Joke is is fucking great, and yes, if you haven't read it, go pick it up. Um, I would recommend the graphic novel over the animated movie, but that's my personal preference. Agreed. Um, let's talk. Let's do a quick roundtable before plugs and just talk about what we think the movie is going to be and if and what we're excited about. Vinny, do you have any thoughts on what
1: you expect to see? Hon- um, honestly, my only intuition coming into this movie is like expect the unexpected, because first of all, Todd Phillips. Why well, I, I discussed last episode what his prior movies were like. This isn't his typical formula, so can you refresh me? What were his prior movies? Uh, so he got um, nominated for an Academy Award for a screenplay of Borat. He <laughs> he wrote and directed all three Hangover movies. Um, Jesus. He wrote and directed uh, T and Hutch, the one with Ben Stiller, and uh, it's Bob actually a Wilson. great underrated. And movie, he like produced movies. A Star Is Born. The one with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. That movie's amazing. Which is, yeah, it's, that movie's really good. But it's also just... Don't let Zach but go it's also, on sars Don't let him talk about it. He just produced
2: it. I'm not going to talk about sars He just produced <laughs> but it, I, I so might, you don't know I'm, any I'm, like, in a deep TV mood, and it. so maybe
1: it's correct to just skip this. Next um, story. but <laughs> I kind of want to hear it. I think the movie's going to be freaking great, because Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. Um, Todd Phillips has already made the statement that he wrote this movie with his team for Joaquin Phoenix. That was the only actor they sought out for the Joker, so if Joaquin Phoenix didn't want to do this, this movie may have never even been made. So I'm excited just as a film nerd myself. That is the main reason why I'm excited for this movie. It's because yeah. when a team of filmmakers and actors and crew, film crew get together and like make something together as a group other than just like these big names all being mashed up into one project, like I think this is going to be probably DC's best movie. And, I mean, that's not saying anything, but... <laughs> chill, bro. Chill, but chill, I think, chill. But anyways, Dude, better than Green joke. Lantern? And are you movie? fucking kidding me? the local Dark local Knight trilogy? trilogy? Chill, chill. I think this will be the uh, DC's best movie, though. Um,
0: better than Arrow? What the fuck? What are we talking about here? <laughs> Joker. Just, just <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy! Yeah, just making I think this will
1: right. be... That's Ooh. saying so much. My But God. it's also, like, also going to be a completely different movie. You gave movie.
2: this a six, dog! You think this movie's going to be better than the Dark Knight It's trilogy? also...
1: Dark Knight
0: trilogy is carried by Dark Knight. Let's just yeah, put that out and there. Like, this is it's Joker one great movie surrounded by two okay movies. I
1: think it's nice that we have this comic knowledge... I don't necessarily agree with that. That we have this Bullshit. comic knowledge going into this movie. It'll make us appreciate it a little bit more, and for those people who are listening, I think you'll appreciate the movie a little bit more. Um, but overall, I think it's going to be a great movie, and we're going to Come back next week and talk about it, and like talk about how fucking great it was, or maybe who knows, it might be fucking I don't know, it might not be that great. What's your <laughs> prediction?
0: What's your prediction on craft or trash?
1: Oh, like a number or just the yeah yeah number Ooh. for the movie? Yes, yeah. on air, bro. On the book. I'll, Zach, Zach I'll say rough eight. experience. I
0: got a bad history with this. I'll <laughs> say smart. eight. Eight. That's safe. That's safe it's and pretty strong. Pretty safe, dude. That's safe pretty and strong. Safe. It's a strong. Be- but it's not like a also, seven. It's like, you know? pretty strong. You yeah, know what it's, it's pretty pr- strong. Like, but it's a sa- it's but a safety strong. We're talking
1: strong. about film. I'm talking about like if we were just rating. We're comic talking book about film. Films, I don't like different.
0: movies. I love we're film. We're
2: rating film. Bro,
1: all film.
2: Let me just tell you. So this guy gave it an eight and said that it's going to be bet- the best DC movie that's ever been made. So you're telling me that no movie from the <laughs> Dark Knight trilogy was better than an eight? Yeah. In your opinion, that's. That is, you don't think The Dark Knight is the night pill better than for an me eight, bro. Yes,
1: and we could talk about all this shit, and I could get into films. Yeah, we're getting a
2: little bit too deep in this section, but I just want <laughs> The to Dark Knight's not better that's than That's a an tough eight. pill for me Heath to swallow. Heath Ledger's bro.
0: not better than an eight, dog? That
2: all right. is a tough pill for me to swallow. All right, go ahead. All right, ahead.
0: Z, follow it up. No, follow it I want to close this one out. I um, I, to I say.
2: think this movie's going to be pretty good. Uh, I don't think it's going to follow the uh, story arc, word for word, of The Killing Joke. I think this director is in a unique position to succeed here because I think comedy and tragedy like Batman and Joker are two sides of the same coin. Hmm. Um, I like that. And so I'm going to give this, I think this movie's going to be really fucking good. I'm going to give it a 9.
0: Alright, I like that. I think
2: that. this movie's going to be up there with the greats. But I, I'm not going to say it's going to be the best DC movie ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we got 8 and 9. Um Quick question for you guys, have you guys ever seen Joaquin Phoenix's movie I'm Still Here? No. Yes. You have Vinny. Yes. Okay, so Zach, this movie is what I'm expecting for Joker. So I'm Still Here is a documentary um, where Casey Affleck followed Joaquin Phoenix around with a camera for like six months. And Joaquin Phoenix literally in, in real life quit acting to become a rapper. And like went on talk shows and they like did this, had, had rap shows, met with Diddy to record and Diddy was on the movie and it was like this whole, it was doing blow and fucking hookers Dude, he in went the movie. Loony.
1: He went loony.
0: He went, he went deep dive into this character. And then at the end of it was like, yeah, I was all for a movie. It was all a joke. And like every, the world was just like, what the fuck? What and movie? it's called, I'm still, yeah, here. I'm still here. That's yeah. why I asked you seen oh, it. the movie, the that's, movie. That's, is, that's the whole oh,
1: okay. thing. It's like yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, I thought here. this,
2: I thought you, this whole documentary was the movie.
1: That's That's what I'm saying. That's what it is. It's a mockumentary. It's a a mockumentary. So
0: he did it to fool the public and then put it out as a movie. And I've watched it with like five different people, and I'm the only one that, well, me and Davis are the only ones that love it. And everybody else thinks this is really fucking weird. I mean, it is
1: weird, but it's good.
0: It's exactly. So that's what I'm thinking this
1: is. I think Joker is going to be fucking weird, yeah. but I think it's going to be good, but I don't think everybody's going to love it. Well, one th- well, uh, one thing that uh, I read that Joaquin Phoenix did for this role was he studied um, I can't remember the name the correct term for the disease, but it's a disease where people have that it's uncontrollable laughter. So they laughed they laughed during a very strong emotional time. So even when they're very sad, they start laughing, when they're angry, they start laughing and stuff. So Joaquin Phoenix studied film of those types of patients for this dude movie. of course
0: he did he was on a stage rapping a terrible rap song knowingly dude. to do it with a ser- he got he dives into the stands and fights somebody yeah. because they're talking shit to him on stage dude. like he's a lunatic Exactly. Like, you I'm should saying, watch it
1: just for shits and giggles cuz
0: it's you should watch yeah. that's what i'm saying for everybody that's about to go watch joker this weekend go watch i'm Still here it's on amazon you can buy it or order it rent it and you you'll this is what i think the vibe's going to be i think that honestly Todd Phillips says it's not a story arc because they just like let's put face paint on Joaquin and let him fucking go. <laughs> and he's just going to get fucking weird with it and it's going to be dude, awesome. I don't
1: I wouldn't doubt it, man.
0: So, in my personal opinion, I'm going to give it a 9 because I think it's going to be fantastic, but from a public, I think it's going to be like in the 6 6 range. Well, it's
2: getting amazing reviews though. But it's also
0: gotten hateful reviews. I, I read that it's either great bad reviews. It's yet. either great or you don't you yeah, hate that's, it like that's trash. what I've
1: seen. It's either you hate it or love it.
0: So I think it's going to be super weird, and people are either going to love it or they're going to hate it. There's no, I don't think there's going to be a lot of middle ground. What so I think fucking that's a good time to be a comic book fan. I know, right? dude, I'm yeah. so excited. What a time to be alive, bro. Oh this man, is, this is this is
2: good. This is good stuff right here.
0: So that puts the movie at an 8.7, which would be phenomenal. I just think it's going to be in the six range from because I think there's going to be a lot of people that like want to see a DC movie, and they're going to see a weird fucking. Artist, artistic, movie. which is what DC yes.
2: needs yes. to stay alive. Yes. Like, agree. stop trying to be Marvel. Be yeah. yourself.
0: Be Do dark. the shit
2: that works for you.
0: Be weird. Please. Yeah. Get, Get fucking weird. weird. It. Yeah. Get, Get weird. Yeah. Get, weird. Yeah. Get weird with it. Let's so I'm go. very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Um. All right. So, with that, let's go into plugs. Anything you guys want to shout out?
2: Same stuff, bro. rzenith.com. All the podcasts uploaded on Rzenith uh, follow us at rzenith at RZENith at uh Twitter and at RZenith on uh, Instagram. And uh, stay tuned, bro. We chillin. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Hey we actually also we just did a Takashi We did a two part episode on Sleep Easy last week. Takashi 6 ix 9 oh, We we split we, we split <laughs> the episodes up. Um the first ha- the first episode part one is the events leading up to Takashi's uh, arrest in 2018. Um, and then the part two episode is Takashi's actual trial. So what happens during the trial and the effects on the culture and everything like that? So if you're into hip hop or you're curious or you just have seen these memes and you're just like, what does this mean? It's kind of funny. Sleep easy as uh, a podcast on our Zenith and we just did a deep dive two part episode on everything you need to know about Takashi 69 and his whole entire experience and the Joker in real life, honestly. fucking. I was going to say, if uh, you're going to go see
0: Joker, listen yeah. to this episode. That's yeah, If you're going to go see Joker, you should
2: listen to these two podcasts on sleep easy too because it might uh, put you in the right mindset. But yeah anyway so seriously if you're into it uh you should check it out uh, uh sleep easy pod or at pod sleep on on instagram um and we're on every major player and uh yeah that's just that's crazy it's just crazy that's all
1: i say i'm excited for that man excited for that then you got anything bro um yeah i got some more like sad news i guess but i'll start with just saying that um this ace of spades hop works Ur- urban brewery man this is some good shit i'm gonna try some of your other stuff that's some good beer um, but, no, oh, actually, you know, I just got some great news, just because we're recording this, this will be late news, uh, for everybody listening, but I just got the notification, my Seattle Sounders just won, one to zero, uh, so that's good news. Seahawks win, Sounders win, good that's day. That's a good day, but anyways, oh, no, man. uh, the sad news that I wanted to bring up to you is, um, first of all, uh, my ex, X men uh, Kokora plant died. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, so fuck. it's a it's an outdoor plant it needs full sun. So I've been leaving I left it outside to grow and it's been doing really well. See
0: what happens when people vote for Cyclops but they fucking kill, <laughs> kill the X Men. <laughs> what are we dude, talking about no, here? I, it, in your poll. some hard. How did we get there? We about?
1: have we've been having some hard rainstorms in Washington here and I you know <laughs> thought it was undercover but it wasn't so it's it drowned. That plant It's Cyclops' on. fault. Um, other sad news is uh, my fav- one of my favorite. Uh, Tacoma Comic Shops, Destiny City Comics is closing, so they will be having a closing sale. You can go buy whatever's left there. They got some good shit. You're gonna get it for cheap. Um, I know there's a... Oh, shoot it's not kickstarter or but it's something similar to that it's not gofundme i can't remember exactly but there's a page out there for them too someone i want think is going to try to buy it and keep it running um so if you're into that kind of stuff keeping local comic book shops going you could always check that out on uh, their destiny city comics instagram and whatnot there's the info or if you want to get some sweet deals on some good comics go ahead down there before they close i think they're gonna finish up here in october so they'll be open through october but once November hits, they won't be there no more. So sad days, dude. Yep. Damn, man. Sad days. Yeah, go out and buy
0: some fucking comics if you if you want to read something. Like, go out and buy The Killing Joke in the deluxe edition. It's a book that deserves to be appreciated. It's a really nice hardcover in your just, hands. Yeah. It is really cool. And just Plus go out. We gotta, and got to support, gotta these, gotta support these,
2: these comic book shops, man. These local comic book shops, bro. They're keep they they they're they're doing the 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 good work, the Lord's work to the
0: communities, bro. Exactly, we gotta, we gotta man. Keep them keep them running. This ep, this show that we host is basically what happens when you go to a comic book shop with a buzz. You just go and you just fucking argue and it's debate, exactly, and talk and, and catch up. And plus, and it's, we,
1: it's we had a live show in the comic book shop, you know. And if we could keep do another live show yeah. inside a comic book shop, that'd be great. We will. We got to keep 100. Yeah. We, we got to we'll keep them open. We got to keep them open. Yeah, shout out
0: to Action City. Uh, absolutely, and yeah, just as always, follow us at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Hop heroes on facebook and youtube um shout out to my boy nate McAllister. he was one of the og fans from the start he was on our live show Uh, he's got his own podcast now going called fantasy on tap which is the most insightful fantasy podcast i've ever listened to he goes down to the very split like snap percentage of players like how how many snaps is this player getting on the field to, like, decide if you want to put him in your fantasy lineup. He gets, he gets deep. He does deep dive. He's like the Zach Barlow of fantasy football. So, that's, why, that's
2: why I stopped asking you questions this year, Jordan.
0: Yeah, dude. Oh, you got your own insight, bro. <laughs> I nice see you. Uh, but I'm 4-0, Nate. I'm 4-0, <laughs> Nate. I'm <laughs> 4-0, baby. Note. On a real note, dude, uh, check out our Zenith. It's, there's a lot of great things going on there. Like, tectonic shifts is fucking interesting and scary. Uh Sleep easy is dope and it's fucking in-depth and there's I can't wait to li- read the fucking crazy shit on your boy six nine um, But also I think it sounds like we you got a new new guy coming on board p- potentially uh, We do game. we have a
2: streamer video game streamer coming on board. Here's here's the thing about this guy He's super interesting. He's a psychology masters Student is gonna be a streamer. He's gonna play games and he's also gonna answer your your and psychoanalyze your questions, bro He's trying to he's trying to provide mental health through streaming bro. hell yeah and so Dude. I'm like super fucking hyped about this shit cuz he's gonna dope. build his audience he's gonna have people on the stream he's gonna run through our, our zenith and he's just gonna he's gonna fucking you know what I'm saying he's gonna take the wealth bro and just and just push out them good vibes man through the stream And so I'm, I'm stoked about this guy he's gonna be amazing uh, his name is Lord speak you can hear him uh, right now he's got his own twitch channel right now so uh, it's Lord speak uh, s-h-p-e-a-k um, but yeah, he's he's, uh, he's the newest addition to the family, so I'm really excited to bring him on.
1: And we're working on some other stuff, too. Uh, so, we'll you know, keep you updated. Yeah, I, follow, where I followed us? him on Twitch. Um, yeah, he was playing the Modern Warfare beta. That was out pretty recently, and I was watching him play yeah, that for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he was running yeah, shit, I won't say that. Yeah. I, yeah. I
0: followed Laura Speak. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of great things happening on our Zen, man, and just just follow the Elbick Road, bro. We got a lot of a lot of creatives on one on one site to to give you whatever you're looking for. Absolutely. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Next week we'll be recapping the movie. Go out and see it. But I would recommend watching I'm Still Here and reading The Killing Joke before you see it, and then you'll fully be able to enjoy Joaquin and the Joker in full effect. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.